Welcome, welcome to the Hard Skills Podcast and Radio Show with me, Dr. Mira Bronku. I work with leaders in healthcare research, technical, and innovation fields who value talent retention, inclusion, and personal leadership development. And I help them develop the hard skills needed to navigate significant systemic change and make greater impact. If you value evidence-based solutions and are committed to consistent practice, then this is the podcast for you. So my background, as a reminder, is in developmental counseling and clinical and organizational psychology. As an immigrant, I developed resourcefulness, an entrepreneurial spirit, an interest in how people navigated unknowns. And after initial career challenged by workplace politics, I realized that understanding the language of my country and the language of an organization and having all the credentials does not guarantee success. I have to, I had to learn the hard skills of unspoken cultural norms and people navigation. And once I did, I navigated an incredible leadership career in one of the largest, most complex organizations in the U.S., wrote a book on workplace politics and became passionate about helping others learn to create inclusive, healthy work cultures that make a greater impact. Now, along the way, I created several frameworks I now use with my clients that I will share on this podcast and show. One of them is the Strategic Leadership Pathway Program and Model for Leading Authentically and Effectively. And this season, we're focusing on the first stage of that model, Facing Uncertainty, where we are exploring how to lead with and through uncertainty. I don't want you watching this and listening to it passively. I want you to be ready to reflect deeply, take notes, and identify at least one small step to further develop your hard skills muscle. Now, our guest today is Jessie Janelle. Super excited to have her. I think she's perfect for this leading through and with uncertainty focus. She is an executive coach, a TEDx speaker, an organizational development consultant who helps high potential people reach new realms of possibility. Jessie's been in the coaching world for a decade, consulting with and coaching leaders from top organizations such as McKinsey, Mass General Hospital, the Walt Disney Company. Harvard Medical School, and Amazon, among others. In 22, she and I were among a small cohort selected among hundreds of applicants to join Forefront, a social and business impact coaching community sponsored by Marshall Goldsmith and powered by a 100 Coaches Agency. We're selected for our impact in the field of leadership development. Jessie coaches, teaches, writes, speaks, and shares her insights that she's gained from two decades of her own somatic work and deep inner healing. Now, I invited her to speak on this particular topic because her TEDx talk is aptly called The Power of Self-Trust, and that's what we're talking about today, self-trust. How do you lead through uncertainty by sitting with and identifying your self-trust and using it to lead through that, right? So I want to hear more from her, and I want to hear from our listeners if you are watching right now. Please send us your questions. We will absolutely answer them during this time. Welcome, welcome, Jesse. Glad to have you on the show. Thanks so much, Mira. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I was thinking about this topic, self-trust, and um, I was sort of reflecting on like what's going on right now with um, my relationship to self-trust. And um, in particular, I was especially thinking about my daughter who um, this year has, and she's, she's a teen and, and she's 
sort of facing this question about her identity and her um, trust in herself and her confidence. And up until this year, she's really been challenged by this. But this year, I've seen a transformation. And um, in particular, she's gone out for um, volleyball teams and clubs and tryouts that have been incredibly difficult, challenging, pushing her to her very um, limits in terms of um, practice and effort and facing a lot of rejection and um, a lot of no, you know. Um, And um, I remember being her age and thinking, um, gosh, I don't think I had that kind of tenacity and persistence that she has um, until I feel like until my 20s, maybe later. Um, I question myself a lot more and I'm just so impressed with, you know, yes, she has her down days when she gets, you know, the no, you know, she, she holds up and she doesn't want to talk to anybody. And that makes perfect sense. I do the same exact thing. A lot of us do as adults, you know, but somehow like she sort of recovers from it. She comes out of it with a new plan. Okay. um, This didn't work out. I'm going to try this instead. And she's continuing to do that. With each no, she's like, I'm going to try something else instead, which I find amazing and um, really impressed with how much, how quickly every time she's sort of pivoting, um, adapting, coming up with a new plan to just stay persistent. And to me, that's, that's a definition of self-trust, one definition. I'm curious, like, is that when you think about self-trust, does that fit your definition? It does. And I'll, I'll describe my definition a bit and I'll talk about where it overlaps there too. So when we think about trust in general, not, not even self-trust, but just self, just trust in general, it's one of those terms or those ideas that we all sort of implicitly understand, but it's kind of hard to put some language to it. Like everyone would know what you mean if you say, I trust you, but defining that's a little bit difficult. And a lot of different people have have tried defining it. The definition that I like the most for trust um, comes out of the Newfield Network, uh, which is the, the coaching program that I actually went through a few years ago. But it involves three elements, which is reliability, competence, and sincerity. So all of those three components need to be present for trust to be present. Now, um, a lot of times when we think about trust, uh, even is self-trust or trust in somebody else, we're looking at that competence piece of things. That's the most common area that we're looking at. So do I believe that I can do it? That would be my my self-trust in that competence area. And it sounds like that's what your daughter is coming into, this sort of self-efficacy or self-confidence of, I believe that I can do it. So even when I get hit with a no, even when I get hit with a failure, I can come back with this belief that I can do it. Right. And then these two other elements, um, reliability is, do I keep my promises to myself? Right. When we're talking about self-trust and reliability. So if I say I'm going to do something, if I set my mind to something, can I trust that I'm going to keep that promise to myself and follow through? That's a hard one for a lot of people who are 
good at keeping promises to other people, maybe great at keeping promises to their teams that they're leading, but not so great at keeping promises to themselves and often let themselves down or put themselves last on the list. So it means you're breaking that trust in yourself a lot and you don't believe yourself to be reliable anymore. That third element, sincerity, is the part that I probably focus on most in the work that I do um, on myself and with leaders. It's a combination of honesty and care. So is what I'm saying actually true? Do I believe it? When I feel something in my body, when I feel that I should do something, when I shouldn't do something, do I actually believe that sensation? Do I trust in its wisdom? Do I believe that the voice that I'm hearing in my head, that narrative, that feeling that you get in your body, that energy, do I believe that that has any validity in the wisdom of that? Do I believe it has my best interests in mind? So those three elements are what make up my definition of self-trust. Wow. Um, that is good. I want to dig into all of these. Um, and um, let's, after, after the break, we'll, we'll get into a little bit more, but let's just start with reliability for a second. And I've been like taking a lot of notes on the side, just, you know, this <laughs> yeah. is so good. This is so good. Um, reliability is um, the trust in the promise to yourself. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Can you give us an example? Like, um, have there, have there been times in your own life where you've, um, had a difficult time keeping a promise to yourself and that, that supports this, this kind of idea? Yeah. A common one that I think a lot of people experience is I'm going to exercise or I'm going to eat healthy or I'm going to wake up at six in the morning and go out and take a walk before my day begins, right? These are when we're trying to create new habits, we're implicitly making a promise to ourselves. And depending on whether or not that promise is aligned with your values and how deeply you connect with it is going to affect whether or not you're actually going to keep that promise to yourself. The more often you break promises to yourself, the the less trust you're going to have in yourself because you wouldn't consider yourself reliable anymore. Interesting. Okay. I um, have a billion questions, but we are nearing a brief ad break. So if you're listening to the hard skills with me, Dr. Mira Bronco and our guest, Jesse Janelle, please hang on. Um, we air live every Friday on 1 PM Eastern. We will be back in a couple of minutes um, if you'd like to join our online audience and ask us questions, we are here and we're tracking those and we can answer those in real time. You can find us on LinkedIn or YouTube and talkradio.nyc. And we'll be back with our guests in just a moment. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify your business today. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. All right. Welcome back. We have Jesse Janelle here and we're talking about self-trust and leading with uncertainty. And um, Jesse just shared with us a um, really interesting framework that she uses when she thinks about self-trust. And um, that includes confidence or competence, reliability and sincerity. And she was, we were just talking about like this reliability thing and what it actually looks like. Um, and that is the trust in the, um, the the fact that you will keep promises to yourself. Is that right, Jesse? Did I get that right? Yes, that's right. Okay. So we we were um, starting to, to get into like what happens when you don't keep the promises to yourself? Um, what does that look like? What is the impact when you um, have these promises that you um, try to make, whether that's exercise or whatever? And then you're not keeping them and you're not as reliable. Like what, what is the sort of ultimate downside to that? It's one of the ways that you can chip away at your self-trust. So it's, it's uncommon that self-trust is, is broken in a single incidence. Usually the way most of us experience um, a lack of self-trust is from slowly chipping away at it over time. So breaking small promises to yourself over and over again, year after year, you start to not believe yourself anymore. When I say, I'm going to set my alarm for six o'clock and I'm going to get up and I'm going to lift weights for 20 minutes before I start my day, I can say it out loud but do I actually trust in whether or not that's going to happen, whether I'm going to keep that promise to myself? That's dependent on my track record, right? And that's one of the ways that you can start to lose that trust in yourself, which I believe is extremely important to rebuild. Yeah. So if we're um, applying this to leaders who are trying to lead through uncertainty, which is pretty much like now all the time, yeah. right? Um what happens when a leader 
breaks this sort of reliability part of the framework when when they're not keeping to promises to themselves? Like, does it affect other people? And, and if so, in what way does it affect them and their leadership? Yeah, I'll give you a good example of that in, in leadership. One of the promises that I often see my clients breaking to themselves is around boundary setting. Oh, and, yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this would be the exa- not only the example that you're showing to the rest of your team around what's acceptable, but it's it leads to burnout in the leader themselves. It um, is a waste of energy when you do that, when you break trust in yourself. Um, so, for example, if you say, I'm going to sign off at five o'clock. I'm going to hold boundaries around my work time or, you know, not going to eat my lunch at my desk. I'm going to go off and I'm going to take a little bit of walk and I'm going to, you know, protect this time for lunch. And every day something pops up that's urgent and you decide to do that and you're breaking that promise to yourself. Your team's noticing that too. They're noticing they're getting you know, Teams messages or emails on the weekend, they're seeing that those boundaries that you say you hold are not being upheld. So even though you're not breaking a promise to your team or to a direct report, you're creating a culture of broken promises. Ooh, that's a really great way to think about boundary setting and the impact that I've never heard of before. And I think that's really powerful. And so, so then um, when you're trying to lead through uncertainty, why is this a problem? Like some people might be like, yeah, okay, but you know, why, why would this um, become a problem when you're leading through uncertainty? Yeah. Self-trust saves energy. So when you're leading through uncertainty, if you have a strong sense of self-trust, you can make better decisions faster um it that's probably the the biggest element of it and you can then redirect that energy in other places where it's needed when you are lacking in self trust it drains you it for example in that sincerity aspect of self trust in particular if you believe in your own wisdom if you can trust in your own inner narrative, if you can source information from within you to be able to feel it, to feel things in your body, you can decide on something quickly and move forward with it with confidence. That would be a strong sense of self-trust. If you are lacking in that sincerity aspect of self-trust in yourself and you are sourcing your information externally, you are looking for external sources of validation. You're playing the part of who you think you're supposed to be as a leader. You're masking, um, which can be a form of protection, but it's also extremely draining. And it takes a lot of energy to do that when you can't show up authentically and you're instead sort of showing up as this person you think you're supposed to be. All of those things suck the energy right out of you. They lead to burnout way faster. And you're not doing your best work when you're in that type of state. You literally don't have the energy to do your best work because your focus needs to be on these other things. Uh, I had never uh, thought about the connection between um, the efficient use of your own energy 
and the and that with self trust like that's a that's a great way to be thinking about it yeah and that that's the the biggest aspect of it for me and that's often the reason why people are coming to me as a coach is they're they're burnt out on their particular career path or there may be a new leader at a new level and they're like i thought this is what i wanted but it's exhausting and I'm not getting any joy from this and I don't know what's going on. This is what I've been working for and now I'm here and I'm not happy with it. That's usually what I hear from a client presenting with it. And the underlying issue is that energy issue, is an energy management issue. Uh, So that's what we work on together. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you started talking about sincerity as like that, that next, um, energy management issue. So um, one of those sounds like it's just um, how you show up, like, can can you just show up authentically versus, um, you know, how much are you masking? Now, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you think about um, in, in certain situations, and, and for women leaders, especially, which, you know, is the, the um, focus that I have, um, we have learned that we sometimes feel like we have to put on a show or act a certain way in order to fit in, in, in order to advance, in order to um, be accepted. Um, and that, you know, that it's, it's exponentially worse for um, women of color, for, uh, you know, marginalized leaders. And so how, how can um, these marginalized leaders and women leaders um, balance this um, important desire Right. I mean, they have the desire too to show up authentically, right? Um, with um the the expectations that they're constantly butting up against, you know, and the 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 gender biases, the you know, um all the biases that we're working against. Yeah, that's a great question. What what I've found is that authenticity is contagious. So if you are willing to show up with an authentic presence, say, as opposed to executive presence or the way you think that you're supposed to show up as a leader. If you are willing to do that, it often gives other people the permission to do that themselves. So in terms of creating this cultural change where marginalized populations, and in particular, women, people of color, feel safer being able to show up authentically, it means the people who have more power need to do that too, to create that cultural change, right? But it also can happen in a grassroots effect too, of those of those people who do feel marginalized being able to show up authentically and testing it out and seeing does it give other people this feeling of safety or of comfort with them so that they can let their mask down and show up authentically as well. So that I I kind of rely on that contagion piece a bit for it of that you feel it in somebody else's presence when they are showing up authentically and you feel it when somebody else is putting on a show, 
right? And you can evaluate somebody else's show as, oh, they're a good executive or they're a good leader or look at their executive presence. But when you are in the presence of somebody who is showing up authentically, who's leading with authenticity, it makes you feel safe. It makes you feel seen. It makes you feel like you are present with them and that they have more energy to be able to relate to you. You feel related to. And that doesn't happen when somebody's putting on a show, pretending to be an executive, showing up with that type of um, mask. That relational skill doesn't happen. Uh, I First of all, I'm resonating so much. I'm so happy that you brought up executive presence, which is something that like drives me absolutely crazy for exactly why you said that, because like, what the hell is executive presence anyway, besides like acting like an executive? I don't know what that even means besides male dominated industry. Let's look like them. Right. So Mm -hmm. that you offered a contrast. Also speaking of authenticity, um, some of you may hear in the background, a lot of buzzing because my phone is buzzing from my daughter who continues to check in about the volleyball issue. <laughs> so it's literally actively happening right now. Um, <laughs> trust. <laughs> okay. Um, let's take a break in a moment um, because I have even more questions around now. Um, what is the impact on the organization? when we can lean into these things, what is, you know, that's different than what we see now. Um, how do we lean into that as, as leaders? Um, and many more questions. So we're going to go to an ad break. You're listening to the hard skills with me, Dr. Mira Bronco, and with our guest, Jesse Janelle, the hard skills airs live every Friday at 1 PM Eastern time. Again, if you'd like to join us online, we are live right now. We are happy to answer any questions. I do see somebody already indicated they were loving this um, on Facebook. Thank you very much. Um, And we will be back in just a moment. Looking forward to continuing the conversation, Jesse. Thanks. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. 
All right. We are back and I am eating this conversation up. Um, we're talking with Jesse Janelle about self-trust and leading through uncertainty. We've talked about um, the three-part framework that she uses to talk about self-trust, reliability, confidence, and sincerity. We started sort of leaning even more into sincerity. And the thing that I really love, my takeaway, was around um, sort of the, the damaging impact of us continuing to focus on um, you know, this nebulous term executive presence, um, which is applied more often to asking women and marginalized leaders to show up in a different way than is authentic to them and how that chips away at self-trust, which actually ultimately has a trickle-down effect in people feeling um, like they could really trust their leaders and really feel um, this um, sort of comfort level with being at work and the contagion um, effect that that you were talking about, uh, Jesse, I also liked. And one of the things that I think resonated also is I focus a lot on team development as well. And we talk a lot about team trust. How, how does a team develop trust in each other to the point where they can lean on each other and make commitments to each other that they don't back out of? Mm-hmm. And the framework that you're offering is one step behind that, right? Before you get to that point where you can lean on your team and trust your team and, and make commitments to each other, you have to first learn how to trust yourself and make a commitment to yourself and stick to those commitments. So I'm having like some light, light moments here related <laughs> to that. Um, let's move even one step further. So if you can um, have this self-trust and you ha- you're developing this contagion effect so that your team is developing team trust because they're all adhering to this. What, what, is, what is the impact on the organization? Um, what kind of change would you see or outcomes would you see when this happens within an organization? Yeah, the biggest impact on teams and then up to the organization is in the area of their relational skill or what what I would call presence or feeling present, right? So when you are um, working as a team or when a leader is, you know, in a one-on-one with a direct report or, you know, if you're in a client service business and the way that you show up with your clients, anything like that, when you have a well-developed sense of self-trust, you can show up present. And it sounds like such a small thing, but you showing up present allows you to respond to the energy of the other person in front of you. It allows you the energetic space to actually be able to hear them, to be able to show up with more empathy, to be able to be in a space of curiosity rather than of judgment to be able to be in a space of playfulness and invite some of that type of energy into interactions instead of being in this place of, um, of needing to be right. So all of those types of things start to shift into this more above the line space, right, of where you can be present, you can be in relation with the other person or with the team. And all of those things have 
a, an effect on the organization, just given that people make up an organization, right? So if everybody is operating in that way, in a space of playfulness, in a space of curiosity with each other and with the customers or the clients that they serve, that affects the the organization's ability to thrive. Uh, yeah. And, you know, just thinking about myself and my own sort of leadership journey and experiences, I I noticed that um like like you said number 1 when i could really be myself as a leader it had an impact on my ability to just be present and not worry about a billion other things right in my head it helped me um build trust you know with other people cuz i was literally just being myself there was there was no shenanigans there was no like manipulation there was no like um hiding or whatever um, and then, um, you're right that I was able to be more efficient as well. And that, um, it did, it brought me kind of, um, a feeling of being able to make a greater impact mainly because I could, the contagion effect was there, you know, people felt, um, comfortable and safe, um, with me. And I noticed that even online, like when I post things that are just honest about like my mistakes, the rejections, the, you know, whatever that I face, people resonate a lot because it's so refreshing because you don't get to hear much of that these days, right? Yeah. Um, we, we mask so much. And um, so now when I think about like, um, then leading through uncertainty, I feel like there's so many competing priorities even if you show up, try to show up as yourself, right? Uh, who you are and trust yourself. Um, it's hard. It's hard to just focus on being present because there's still a lot of things happening in your head and around you. And this time, at least it's not like, um, you know, you against yourself, <laughs> right? Um, try, trying to combat, like not being honest with who you are, right? Um, but there's still a lot of, um, sort of uncertainty about how to um, navigate and how, how to, um, you know, just focus with the competing demands and the constant little fires going on that you have to sort of pay at least a little bit of attention to. So um, is, is there anything that you would recommend to leaders about um, maintaining this sort of focus and presence so that they're both addressing all of the little fires happening around them that is pulling away from that while also maintaining um, commitment to themselves, to the things that they've promised um, and showing up, continuing to show up authentically, regardless of all of those things. Yep. I'm going to give you a really simple exercise because <laughs> everybody listening will be able to walk away and, and do this immediately. So there is a lot of research on this idea of something called positive intelligence. And there is a book about it. There is a, a, several studies about it by Shiraz Shamin. If anyone wants to look that up, positiveintelligence.com will get you there as well. But it's this idea of mental fitness. Um, that's what he calls it. I call it the act of coming home. So how quickly when you're mind is going off in one direction, whether that's on those small fires that you were talking about, whether that's your own inner critic 
starting to take you in a certain direction, whatever that might be, when you are being pulled, how quickly are you able to recenter and come back home to a state of presence or a center? And the exercises that he's created out of this research on positive intelligence are called PQ reps. So there are these small exercises that you can do in 10 to 12 seconds that actually create new neural pathways that help you be able to come home faster. So one of them is putting two fingertips together. So take your index finger and your thumb. For those of you who aren't watching me on the screen, put them together and feel the sensation of your fingertips together. And you're just going to focus on that for about 10 to 12 seconds. Nothing else is in your mind. You're just focused on the sensation in your body of your fingertips touching together. Another one is the sensation of your feet on the floor. So paying attention to the sensation of what it feels like for your toes to be in contact with your shoes or with the ground beneath you. And bringing your attention to these really specific bodily sensations just for 10 to 12 seconds, three times a day. What the research has shown is that in the course of two months, you've actually created three different new neural pathways that allow you to be able to switch out of that inner critic saboteur type of mode and into what the research refers to a sage mode, or I refer to your inner wisdom, being able to turn that on to actually increase your ability to get home to a state of presence faster by doing that. Is this similar or different from like mindfulness exercises? It's similar to mindfulness mindfulness exercises. The focus on the body specifically is um, it's a form of mindfulness. Mindfulness, you could do, um, say, a mantra. You could meditate. Um, sometimes in mindfulness, the goal may be to not focus on anything, whereas the goal in this is to focus on something very specific that you're feeling in your body. And it rebuilds that connection to your body. So like we were talking about earlier with that sincerity piece of self-trust, like, do you source your wisdom from within? Do you believe in the honesty of what you're feeling within you? You know, when, when you have um, a sense about something, a gut feeling, do you trust that? This actually helps rebuild that connection between your mind and your body so that you are more likely to trust that. Can you say more about that? Like, um, how might a leader, let's say, let's say I'm in a meeting as a leader, right? Um, I've got all of these other sort of, um, leaders in front of me who are arguing with each other or, um, not, you know, focused on the same goal or task or whatever. And it's getting me more and more irate and anxious and, and annoyed. Um, I have a sense of where I want it to go. How do I use this to somehow reconnect with that self-trust piece? Yeah. When you have a strong sense of self-trust, so when your muscle of being able to come back to that state of presence is strong, you show up with 
curiosity. So you were saying in that example, you know, you're being pulled down, right? You're getting more and more frustrated. You knew how you wanted this to go and it's not going that way. How are you going to get things back on track? It's actually getting out of that state of how am I going to get things back on track and showing up with a lightness, with a curiosity. Why aren't they, why isn't this going the way I wanted it to? Am I not responding to something that's happening in the room because I was so in my head about the way I wanted it to go? So it's being able to be show up truly present because you're practiced at being able to come home. And it's a little more effortless, right? It's not an effort put behind being present or being centered. It's actually an effortlessness. And you just show up with this sense of curiosity and playfulness and lightness and in better relation with others. And that's more likely to lead to the outcome you wanted anyway, when you show up that way in terms of being able to influence a group, when you show up with curiosity and empathy, we know that that results in a better outcome than when you show up, you know, wanting to be right and showing up with data and defending you know, so you can get in that energy and in that space more easily when you show up with presence and when that mental muscle is strong from those types of reps that you can do. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. We are reaching another ad break. You're listening to the hard skills with me, Dr. Mira Bronku, and with our guest, Jesse Janelle. We'll be back in just a moment. And the hard skills airs live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern. So if you miss this week, You'll, you'll definitely be able to listen to the rest of this and next week come join us. So we'll be back in a moment and um, look forward to continuing our conversation. <laughs> Thanks, Mary. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and intangify your business today. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
All right. We are back with Jesse Janelle talking about self-trust. And by the way, if you've been listening, um, I was very proud of myself. That last piece, I had turned my phone on to focus, <laughs> which is what Jesse was telling us to do is be present. And so then my phone wasn't binging off um, and distracting me from this great conversation. So go me. <laughs> Okay, so um, where we left off last time is a couple of exercises that you shared with us where we could reground with our body in order to be more present. And that presence um, is connected to self-trust. Um, can you share a little bit more? How, how is uh, presence connected to these three elements of tr- self-trust that you described? Oh, and Jesse, you're on mute. Yep. Uh, presence and authentic presence in particular is an outcome of strong self-trust. So if you have strong self-trust, if you believe yourself to be reliable, you believe yourself to be sincere, uh, you have a strong sense of self-confidence or self-efficacy. So what I put in the category of competence, you believe in your ability to do it. If all of those things are true, then you show up with authentic presence. Got it. Okay, so it's an it's an outcome. Yes, and um, you know, I I was listening to you as you were talking about like what does it look like when you're present? You're a lot more curious. You're a lot more playful. And I started thinking about like the thing, the times, and I was really proud of how I was leading, fully present, is basically when instead of trying to force everyone to be a certain way or come my way or to like get along already or whatever it is, you know, um, instead just watching what's happening in the room. And like, there are times when I was just like snickering, like, this is, this is hilarious. Look at what we're doing. This is so silly. And then I would just like joke about it. And I would just bring it into the room. Like, did you see what you just did or what we just did or what just happened? And then it sort of lightened the load and everybody was able to let go of it. So we could all focus in a, in one direction. Is that one example of like what it could look like? Yeah. You said a magic word in there, which was force. So <laughs> that is an indicator of if force is present, self-trust is not present. So choosing flow over force would be one way to be able to know if you are actually present or if you are just pretending to be present, if you're trying to be present, if you're forcing presence, anything like that. It would be an outcome of self-trust. And that is not forced. It flows from self-trust. Excellent. Is there anything that um, leaders can look out for um, in addition? Like you mentioned, one thing that you sort of no is a signal that it's going away from self-trust instead of closer to self-trust is the force. Yes. Are there other signs or signals that we should be looking for to help us sort of like catch it and then try to sort of adjust? In the moment? Yeah, in the moment. That, that in the moment piece of it can look very different for different people. So it can... Um, and, and that's a, and something that I work with people on in coaching sessions a lot of getting to know yourself. So getting to know what it looks like when you're pulled out of presence. What does that actually look like for you? For me, it often looks like exhaustion. 
So it's when I'm starting to feel physically run down. I might, I always get a a twitch in my left eye when I'm starting to feel that way. That's how it shows up for me. For somebody else, their, their voice might get louder. You know, they might, um, they might start to notice a narrative of their inner critic coming in more. Mm-hmm. And that's where this type of work that I, I do with clients comes into play is getting to know yourself. So being able to untangle that voice or that inner wisdom that I talk about from the inner critic from the conditioning that you've received about who you're supposed to be, all of that, being able to untangle that sort of the work that allows you to more easily in the moment go, that's not me. That's that inner critic over there coming in. And this is how I can get back out of it. And it becomes easier and quicker and not as much labor to do that when you get practiced at it. Yeah. Yeah. Yet again, it comes down to self-awareness and self-insight in order to lead to self-trust, then team trust, then organizational trust. Love it. Okay. So um, if people would love um, to connect with you more, learn more about your work, more about this self-trust and other things that you do, where can they go? Best place to go is my company website, which is GeminiLeaders.com. So you'll find all about me and the different uh, services that I have and also some of my thought leadership on there, like watching my TEDx on the power of self-trust. That'll be linked up there. And I'm most active on LinkedIn, so you can connect with me on LinkedIn and um, you know, go ahead and send me a note. I love talking to people on there and authentically connecting. So go ahead and, and reach out on LinkedIn to connect with me as well. Yes, everyone. Jesse's very approachable. So do approach her. Um, (laughs) Thank you for your time today. Uh, There's many insights that we can pull out from today's conversation. And I'd like to just pull out a few. Number one is these like three elements of self-trust that Jesse talked about. So reliability, confidence, and sincerity. And what does it look like, right? Another element is um, this idea of presence as sort of the outcome of those three things. Um, She gave us at least one example of how you can practice some of these skills to become more present, as well as examples of the signs of when you're moving far, far away from that. And that was really helpful to me too. That was um, incredibly helpful. And all of this, I, you know, I connect to a better way to stay rooted in who you are and connected to yourself and feeling grounded to help other people through uncertainty. Because as a leader, you're not just leading yourself, you're leading others and they're following and your energy, like, uh, you know, touches them, right? Your, your energy um, is impacting them as well. And if you're able to stay grounded, then they are also. So um, this was super helpful for me. What did you take away? Tell us, share with us on LinkedIn or online anywhere else. And more importantly, what is the small change you can implement this week based on what you learned from Jesse? Share it with us. We will be happy to follow up and um, support you and cheer you on when you share. Um, And just want us to sort of um, remind you that my team and I are also working on developing a membership community in which we'll be learning about these skills and more. So stay tuned. I'll be announcing that sometime in the fall, uh, sooner than later. 
And the membership community will be offering training on the hard skills, guidance, how to specifically implement them in your leadership role, and a network of like-minded professionals, plus embedded accountability, advisory, and coaching services to practice and implement all of these. Even if you've had some success and participated in leadership development programs before, what we've learned by working with hundreds of leaders is that each new challenge needs us to continuously strengthen, question, or refine our current skill set. All right. So in closing, I'm Dr. Mira Bronco, your host for the Hard Skill Show. We talked with Jesse Janelle, and I'm hoping that all of you will follow her and connect with her. Thank you for joining us today with our guest, Jesse Janelle. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify your business today. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc.
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 